Hello and welcome to my podcast, Human Machine Interface, the podcast that explores the intersection of man and machine. Today we're going to be talking about Eli Whitney and his revolutionary invention, the cotton gin. Uh, We're going to be going through the 18th century, a very pivotal point in American history, when the cotton gin transformed the economic and social landscape of the southern United States. We're going to talk about how this simple machine revolutionized the cotton industry, fueled the expansion of slavery, and played a key role in shaping our nation's destiny. Just as a small aside, today we're going to be talking about some things that are a little bit hard to explain without a visual aid, so I will be putting a link to a document uh, with just some pictures, so if at any point today I'm talking about something and you're unfamiliar with what it looks like, such as a cotton gin or a raw bud of cotton, those will both be um, provided pictures with in that document, as well as a other few cool pictures that I feel just provide some good historical concept for what we're talking about today. So before the invention of the cotton gin, cotton was cleaned by hands. So if you're unfamiliar with what a ball of raw cotton looks like, it's uh, just almost looks like a processed modern cotton ball, um, but slightly coarser and um, very stuck together with a little seed in the middle of it, as well as kind of crepe paper-like leaves around the outside. And it's very easy for small bits of debris to get stuck in there, as well as the seed pulling it out can damage the natural fibers. So cleaning the cotton is a a very time-intensive task as well as once it's cleaned, it has to be carded, which is a process of running the cotton between two brushes to align the fibers. All of this will have um, pictures to provide some visual aid for what I'm talking about, but processing a pound of cotton could take almost a full day for a single person to do. And there was demand for cotton, The textile industry in the uh, UK was just starting to boom, so there was demand to import cotton back to Britain and the UK. Um, It was just a very intensive process to uh, create the cotton. Eli Whitney was born on December 8th of 1765 in Westboro, Massachusetts to a very successful farmer. Uh, While he was growing up, he displayed a love of tinkering and machinery. However, when he was 11 years old, his mother did pass away and his father remarried. Um, His stepmother was very against the idea of Eli attending college, and they would not support him financially through college. So he worked as a farm laborer to save up enough money to put himself through Yale, and in 1792, he did graduate from Yale. So after graduating from college, he decided that he wanted to attend law school. Um, So he took a job as a tutor in South Carolina to afford uh, to be able to put himself through law school, but while he was traveling to South Carolina, he met a widow of a Revolutionary War general named Catherine Green, um, and she offered to let him stay at her plantation, Mulberry Grove, um, while he studied law with her fiancé and plantation manager, Phineas Miller, 
who would later become Eli Whitney's business partner. So now that Eli was living on a plantation, he was able to see that cotton production was a big struggle and not really a profitable venture compared to other cash crops like tobacco. So he worked alongside Phineas to develop the concept for the cotton gin. And in 1794, it was patented. The way cotton gin works is the cotton fibers, uh, once they're harvested, are loaded into a feeder up at the top of the machine alongside all of the seeds and impurities. And then uh, as they process, they pass through the ginning drum, which is a big cylinder of metal teeth. Uh, and as the cotton pass through that ginning drum, the teeth grip onto the fibers and pull them away from the seeds, kind of like Velcro in a way. Uh, and then after that, the seeds go through a cleaning mechanism that just pulls away any of the smaller pieces of leaves and stems, which either involve more brushes similar to the way um, of carding, the way you would do a manually clean cotton, or with air currents to remove any of the remaining debris. Although the cotton gin is one of the most important inventions in American history and wildly changed the landscape of uh, farming in the American South, Eli Whitney did not actually uh, gain a great fortune from his invention. Uh, more often than not, farmers simply made their own version of a cotton gin or bought a bootleg or pirated version of the cotton gin and uh, Eli, he did win some minor settlements in court, but he never truly um, reaped the great fortune that his invention led to. While the cotton gin did not prove uh, super profitable for Eli Whitney, uh, he did have two other very famous um, inventions credited to him that I'll just touch on very briefly. So the first one is um, interchangeable parts on musket guns. He uh, was contacted by a musket manufacturer after the invention of the cotton gin, and he is credited with the invention of interchangeable machine parts on muskets. So if one part breaks, you can, you know, uh, just purchase a new interchangeable part instead of having to replace the whole gun, which was a very um, revolutionary concept at the time. And then also a milling machine which is uh, like kind of like a big tool with rotary cutters. It reminds me of a large Dremel. I'm going to be attaching pictures of this as well as the muskets in the supplementary document down below, just in case you are interested, because I think they're both fascinating machines. Eli Whitney married Henrietta Edwards in 1817, um, and he died on January 8th, 1825 of prostate cancer in New Haven, Connecticut. So before the invention of the cotton gin, tobacco was one of the leading cash crops in the American South, but it was not the ideal crop to grow as harvesting it was something uh, you had to be a very skilled laborer to do as well as it was strenuous work. Uh, and cotton is a lot easier to transport than tobacco as well. So when the cotton gin was invented um, by 1805, cotton production in the U.S. had increased from 2 million pounds to more than 60 million pounds. 
and by 1830, the U.S. was producing uh, more than 500 million pounds annually, and it had become America's largest export. So while it's true the cotton gin did eliminate the need for someone to go through and physically clean, eat, clean out each bud of cotton, it did not eliminate the need for enslaved laborers uh, to grow and then harvest the cotton. Um, it actually created a massive boom in the slave labor economy uh, and became wildly successful because cotton was such a um, valuable and commodifiable resource to grow. Um, it, it just boomed. Uh, so in 1790, there was six slave states, but by 1860, there was 15 slave states. So another way to think about that, um, in the year 1800, there was under a million slaves in the United States. Uh, and then by 1860, there was over 4 million slaves. Um, one out of three Southerners at the time uh, was a enslaved person. While the cotton gin led to great economic success for slave owners in the American South, it did lead to uh, further disparities between the industrialized North and the agrarian South. And while I doubt that Eli Whitney ever predicted this, um, the cotton gin played a key role in the rising tensions leading up to the American Civil War in 1861. So this concludes our first and only episode of Human Machine Interface. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to check out the description for a link to that document to see some of those historical photos. Have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for listening.